0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is every post sports writer, Kyle Newman, alongside my colleague, Ryan O'Halloran. And on today's show, we're going to be discussing the offseason shakeup in the Broncos' offensive leadership as Rich Scangarello got fired after one year on the job, and the Broncos bring in coaching veteran Pat Shermer to replace him. Also, TC McCartney, quarterback's coach getting relieved of his duties along with Skang's so I guess kind of immediate impressions Ryan I know in the season press conference Vic Fangio said yeah the top assistants are coming back OCDC etc but uh, obviously Fangio had a change of heart and he wants to go uh, with a more experienced play caller here in Shermer yeah I
1: disagree with the move I thought Rich got a uh, got a bad deal out of this um, he was not allowed to you know, grow into the job. He had to play with three quarterbacks. His best receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, was traded in October. He may not have been the best one at the end of the season, but I digress. Um, yeah, I don't give I don't give Vic too much grief for saying on December thirtieth, all three are going to be back. Probably at that point, he didn't know if Pat Shermer or somebody like that would be available. But I do think it was in the front of his mind that he was going to look for a, a replacement. I don't like the timing of it, two weeks after the season. Uh, you know, just you know do it right away if you if you have a, a strong feeling about this i did not think Vic handled a lot of the things about the offensive philosophy well this year he hung his staff out to dry after the charger game saying well they told me to take a knee well then the next day he corrected changed course and said well they said take a knee as in asking a question um he didn't have his right tackle juan james played, what, 60 snaps. We mentioned Sanders. We mentioned the quarterbacks.
0: And lots of fluctuation on the offensive line in general, lots of injuries, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I mean, they lost Ron Leary, our favorite right guard. You know, that was probably an upgrade when Schlottman went in. Uh, Garrett Bowles had a bad first half of the season. He was better in second half. So I just feel like everything the Broncos should do in this offseason, and that means coaching, offense, or defense, draft, free agency, hirings, firings. how does this help Drew Locke? This does not help Drew Locke. Um, and, you know, the, the media mafia, as I like to refer to them, some of them was tweeting, well, you know, there was, you know they want uh, Vic wants more shots downfield, wants more aggressiveness. Well, hell, you need to be able to protect to do that. You need to be able to have guys who can get open. So, um, you know, I talked to one colleague who agreed that it was a raw deal. It was, and T.C. McCartney was just collateral damage. He was the only guy Scangarello brought in with ties to him in the Shanahan offense, so that, that move wasn't a surprise. Now we move to Shermer.
0: And Shermer, uh, former New York Giants coach, he'll be the Broncos' fifth play caller in as many years, also has OC experience in St. Louis, Philadelphia, and Minnesota. But, I mean, to your point about continuity, and Drew Locke mentioned it as much, I think it was the last week of the season, where he said, you know, I'm just excited to keep building on this. We're going to have, you know, same play caller back, same offense back. Well, actually, check that. Uh, it's going to be starting from scratch, and you made made a good point in your Broncos analysis, where you know Vic Fangio, with him running the defense, he's putting the keys in the hand of the play caller, and uh, it, it did seem at times, as you alluded to, that there wasn't trust there uh, between Fangio and Scangarella.
1: Yeah, I mean, you had a head coach who was the defensive play caller who was learning on the job. That's the only way to do this as an NFL head coach. You know, if he looks back, should have Vic been more involved in the offense during the week on game day with suggestions, demands, personnel moves, etc.? Probably regrets some of that. Because when you fire a coordinator as a head coach, as a head coach you look in the mirror and say, what could I have done better? How could I have supported him more? Those are questions Vic Fangio should be asking himself over the last two and a half weeks as he came to this decision. He feels with Shermer as an experienced play caller that he can maybe, you know, take more hands off the offense. I don't like that either. Uh, I think head coach should be involved in all three phases. But now you have Shermer, who is forty-three and seventy-nine as a play caller, as a coordinator, head coach. I will defend that record by saying he walked into some situations that weren't great. St. Louis was basically an expansion team. Cleveland is Cleveland. He had a great year with Minnesota after being the interim, and then the Giants had a rookie quarterback this year, which you know he had a hand in selecting. So circumstances are what they are. He had a good year. Colin plays in Minnesota in seventeen when they went thirteen and three with old friend Case Keenum at quarterback. So, you know, people say, "Well, what's this offense going to look like?" Well, this is bad news. They never use a fullback. Well, part of being a coordinator is adjusting to your personnel. Andy Janovich will be on this team. He will have a role of fullback. Let's get over that. The game I watched, he run a ton of three receivers. Well, to me, that suggests a receiver in the first couple of rounds of the draft. The team with Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick, those that crew. Uh, Tight end friendly. Noah Fant should love this offense because Evan Ingram ran a lot of routes. There are a lot of things drawn up for him. He had a lot of catches when he was healthy. So, you know, in terms of what Vic wants out of a play caller, I think he's always going to be battling that. Okay, do more of this. Well, why aren't you doing more of this? It's always going to be something to the other. You know, basically, what, what these they need better play up front, they need health at quarterback, and they need next steps taken by tight ends, receivers and running backs, and then it'll be a great hire, but you're only good as your personnel right
0: now. So Shermer 9-23 and 23 in the past two seasons as the Giants coach. But as you mentioned, he's worked with quite a few notable quarterbacks throughout his career. Uh, Donovan, McNabb, Donovan McNabb, Sam Bradford, Nick Foles, Keenum, and of course, Daniel Jones uh, in New York. And, and of course, he has the building blocks. But as you mentioned a couple minutes ago, um, you're only as good as your offensive line is sometimes. and And the Broncos struggled to take those shots because they could not protect at times. So is that offensive line? There's lots of questions there, lots of you know, free agents, moving parts. Can they get that short up around Drew Locke and Co.
1: Yeah, and you know, the the taking shots and culling shots are two different things. You know, a couple of times late in here, Drew Locke, Rich Gangarello called some shots to say, well, how do you know that? Well, he kept seven people in pass protection. That means you're ta- that means you're looking downfield. Guys weren't open. Cortland Sutton was bracketed double team because there wasn't a second threat. So I think there were shots called. Um, but you know, if, if Vic, if you put Vic on the, uh, on the hot seat, said, hey, what would you have done differently? He probably would have said, hey, I would have urged my play caller to be more aggressive with a lead, not sit on a lead. Because my assumption during the season is that Vic being the defensive head coach told Rich, say, hey, just don't turn it over. I'm the defensive guru. I'll make sure we stop him. Well, they didn't. Jacksonville, Chicago. Indianapolis, Minnesota, all losses. You win two of those games, you may be in the playoffs as a wild card at nine and seven. So, you know, offensive line, okay, let's start there. Your center, Connor McGovern's a free agent. Your right guard, Leary, probably isn't going to be back. You can save eight and a half million dollars by not picking up his option. Garrett Bowles, most likely gonna be back because you can't replace everybody. Dalton Riser, left guard, okay. Right tackle, Joan James. Can't count him. Can't count him cannot count on him until he proves that you can so Eli Wilkinson is a restricted free agent his role becomes important so a lot of questions even though there's a lot of you know solid players that that Shermer inherits he still has a lot of work to do and for Drew Locke fourth offense in four years dating back to Missouri for Cortland Sutton Royce Freeman Philip Lindsay Deshaun Hamilton Tim Patrick third offense in three years that continuity means you start over every single year that means Slow starts happen. So the key for Shermer and Fanju is install a system, teach it well, make it easily easily easy to grasp. So you can start fast this year and not go zero and four again.
0: And, folks, first in Orange Podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman discussing the hire of Pat Shermer as the new offensive coordinator. I mentioned Shermer was in Philly under Andy Reid. He was the quarterback's coach when McNabb and co. went to the Super Bowl. Lost to the Patriots. Broncos fans can only hope he has as much success with Drew Locke here. But, as Ryan was saying, remains to be seen. A lot to uh, be done here in the offseason to uh, shore up that offensive line and, and get everything in place for the Broncos heading into 2020. Be sure to head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout the offseason, heading up into April's draft. Appreciate you listening to the show until next time, folks take it easy.